Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 17. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. John chapter 17 is known as the greatest chapter in the Bible. John chapter 17 is the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11 are known as the model prayer or the disciples prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That prayer is the model's prayer, model prayer. Some people call that prayer the Lord's Prayer. You've heard that before, haven't you? Some people call that prayer Lord's Prayer, but it's not the Lord's Prayer. It's the model prayer. It's the prayer that the disciples asked Jesus when Jesus was praying. Obviously, they saw Jesus praying, and they were so impacted by Jesus praying. When he got up from prayer, they said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You'll find that in Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11. That's the model prayer or the disciples prayer. John chapter 17 is the Lord's prayer. John chapter 17 is known as the Holy of Holies in the temple of Scripture because it reveals the communion between the Father and the Son. In this chapter, the veil is pulled back and we are led into the Holy of Holies. This chapter takes us into the inner court, the sanctuary, the secret place. This chapter opens up the tabernacle of the Most High God. This chapter stretches across redemptive history. Warren Wiersbe, who was a noted theologian, said this, To think we can plumb the depths of this prayer is like shoveling mercury with a pitchfork. Another scholar said, scholars and theologians tend to dissect and take this prayer apart, but they don't tend to put it back together again. I like that. Keep in mind, if you've been with me in the Gospel of John, I told you that John is approximately, how old right now? 90. Write it down. John is approximately 90 years old at this time. And God the Father, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I find it interesting that at 90 years old, are you listening? At 90 years old, say amen if you're listening. At 90 years old, this man has the presence of mind to record the happenings of this one evening. Remember I told you that John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 are all one, uh, five chapters crammed into one night. So this 90-year-old, are y'all picking this up? This 90-year-old man has the presence of mind to be able to record the happenings of this one evening in so much detail and so much accuracy more than any other gospel writer. Someone once wrote, the amount of details given to us in regards to this night, if they were given to every day and every night in the previous three and a half years, it would fill 15 complete Bibles. There is so much given to us in this one night. 
We left off last week. Jesus had given exousia. Look at John chapter 17 and verse 2. Look at verse 2. Jesus had given authority or exousia over all flesh. Why? Verse 2, that they should give eternal life, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. In other words, the Father has given the King of kings and the Lord of lords a gift. And the gift is you, the bride of Christ, not to be retracted. And think about it. Of all the gifts that God could have given Jesus, he wasn't impressed to give him the Himalayas. He wasn't impressed to give him Mount Rushmore. He wasn't impressed to give him the islands. All of these are beautiful, beautiful places. God was impressed to give Jesus the church. He wasn't impressed to give him the galaxies or Niagara Falls, but he gave Jesus the church. He gave Jesus us as a gift. We talked about it last week. Pick up the CD if you missed it in the bookstore. Verse 5, Jesus said, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And I told you that Jesus sounds a little homesick here. Jesus is ready to go home. The hour has come. Jesus has finished the work which he was sent to do. Notice in verse 4, Jesus said, I finished the work which you have given me to do. In just about 14 hours, Jesus will be beaten and nailed to a cross. In just about 14 hours, Jesus will have fulfilled perfect obedience and righteousness. And now it's time to go home. If you were with us last week, I gave you the outline of John chapter 17. Preachers, teachers, this is a freebie and an easy one. John chapter 17 breaks out nicely into three sections or three parts or three points that I want to give you. Last week, we talked about point number one, Jesus prays for himself in verses one through five. Point number two in this outline, Jesus prays for the disciples in verse six through 19. And then finally, Jesus prays for all believers and the church in verse 20 through 26. Three-point outline, really easy preachers. If you ever have to preach somewhere, here's a nice outline for you. Go for it. Jesus prays for himself in verses 1 through 5. Jesus prays for the disciples in verses 6 through 9 and for all believers in verses uh, 20 through 26. And last week, we dealt with the first outline. I told you that over the next three weeks, we were going to deal with each point of the outline. And we dealt with the first point last week as Jesus prayed for himself. I titled this sermon, The Best Prayer Ever, Part 1, last week. So today we're going to deal with the second point in the outline. Jesus prays for the disciples. And I've titled this sermon, The Best Prayer Ever, Part what? Very good. You guys are so smart. Jesus prays for his disciples. John chapter 17, saints. Let's pick up. It's quite a bit of reading. We'll come back and we'll have some comments. Y'all all right? John chapter 17, picking up in verse 6. If you're looking at verse 6, say I'm looking at it. I have manifested, Jesus said, your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. And now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words of which you have given me, and they received them, and have known surely that I came from you, 
and they have believed. Underline the word received and believed. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, underline that. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except Hussein, the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Are you listening? They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 17, beautiful verse. Sanctify them. Y'all come on, read it with me. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, I've also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. Beginning in verse 6, Jesus begins to pray for the disciples. And Jesus leaves the upper room. If you've been with us in John, you know that Jesus leaves the upper room in John chapter 14. And he's walking along in John chapter 15 and 16. In John chapter 17 and verse 1, the Bible tells us he lifted up his eyes and he prays. Now, I believe that Jesus stops along the way and he prays. I don't think he's walking and praying. I think it's kind of hard to lift your eyes and pray and walk at the same time. Amen. Up till now, Jesus was praying for things regarding his own life and the Father's glory. But from this point, everything that Jesus has to say is about the men that he loves and us believers. And think about this. Jesus isn't any different than anybody else. His death is approaching. In just about 14 hours, he's going to be on the cross. And he knows it. And before he dies, he's thinking about the people that he loves. Don't y'all understand? Isn't that the way it works? Before you die, you are thinking about the people. Now, y'all wouldn't know this because obviously you've obviously not been in that place. <laughs> Amen. But I have been at the bedside where people have, um, you know, few hours, few minutes even, before they take their last breath and they take my hand, they say, Pastor, uh, what, look out for my wife. Pastor, look in on my wife. Uh, look in on my son. Pastor, can you, can you, can you keep, keep an eye out for my son? When you are on your deathbed, listen. And this is why I always encourage Christians, keep your priorities right. Because when you're on your deathbed, nothing matters. Nothing, your portfolio does not matter. When you're on your deathbed, you're not thinking about your 401k plan. Somebody say, that's right, Pastor. Uh huh. When you're on your deathbed, you're not thinking about, you know, how much money you have in the bank or how your stocks are doing, are they going up? You know what you think about on your deathbed? The people that you love. 
You're thinking about people that meant something to your life, your loved ones. And Jesus is no different than anybody else. Jesus is just hours away from being crucified. And Jesus is saying to the Father, Father, I'm praying for the disciples and I'm praying for the church. Look at verse six. Jesus said, I have manifested the word manifest. You got your pen. The word manifest. I want you all to keep up with me this morning. The word manifest means to make visible, to make known what had been hidden or unknown. Jesus said, I have made manifest or I have made known what your name. Y'all getting that? Your onama. Onama, O-N-O-M-A, Greek, Onama, your name. Onama, it means everything that he is. The name is used for everything that the name covers. You see, to the Jews, the name of God was holy and unapproachable. I think we could use a little bit of that in the church today, don't you think? Because people throw the name of God around like it, you know, like it's in God, 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 God. We need to understand that God is separate. God's not like you. God's not your homie. Say amen, saints. God's not your homie. Just like I'm not my kid's homie. I remember one time, it was just yesterday as a matter of fact. I'm just thinking one just yesterday one and it wasn't even my kid it was somebody else the kid was about 14, 15 years old see here's how I here, oh, let me tell y'all a little secret because y'all third service so I'll give y'all a little extra okay alright <laughs> if you're 18 or under you may not call me Rodney okay alright help your family <laughs> <laughs> Pray for me. It's third service, y'all. I'll kind of punch you, all right? <laughs> Help your family. If you're 18 or under, you're not on my level. I'm grown. I'll be 54 October 31st next month or this month, at the end of this month. Just in case y'all wanted to know. <laughs> I'm grown. If you're under 18, you're not on my level. No, you're not. I'm grown. You're not. I come from the old school, y'all. You don't get in adults' conversations. That's just. Well, somebody please come. Well, somebody please say amen. I'm from the old school. You don't get in adults' conversation. My mother. Let me tell you something. You get in Gertrude's conversation, you be picking yourself up off the floor. You'd be like, ooh, how'd I get down here? You'd be, <laughs> ooh, you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> yes, yes. You got to check and make sure your bicuspids are still there. Because <laughs> you don't do that. You're not on my level. No. If you're under 18 years old, it's Pastor Rodney, Pastor Rodney Finch, uh, uh, Mr. Finch, Mr. Rodney, uh, Holy Most Reverend Rodney Finch. Um, um, It's anything. But to call me Rodney would be your worst mistake. No, you may not. You are not grown. Now, if you're grown, absolutely. You can call me, don't call me late for dinner. But other than that, no, if you're grown, then you're grown. That's fine. People call me Pastor Rodney, I appreciate that. People call me Rodney, that's fine. But, 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 but I'm not on your level. And we are not on God's level. 
And this is one thing I honestly believe that people nowadays, because church is so cool. Church is just chill. You know what I mean? You got your coffee. You got your cinnamon bun. And, you, you know, you come to church, the pastor preaching his heart out. And you sitting there. Mm. Mm. I wish you would. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why we, if you come in, you look under the There's no food or drink uh, in the sanctuary. You can bring some water, absolutely. Everybody need a little sip of water. H2O is good. Amen. But, but coffee, and I'll never, ever forget, and I'm going to get back to the text, y'all listen. I will never forget this. I went to visit a church in California, not in Florida. We were on vacation, and it, and it, it was a church, and, and uh, Calvary Chapel, as a matter of fact. And, and it was near Disney World. And, and, and honestly, I mean, the church, they had lights. I mean, you would have thought you were in Disneyland. But be that as it may, I, I'm, I'm there for worship, and no, no problem. But the lady came up, stood next to me. She put her Bible down, and she had her cinnamon run and her cup of coffee I could not get my eyes on worship because that donut looks so good. <laughs> it's a distraction. Whatever happened to reverence of God? Whatever happened to the fact that God is separate? God is holy. Y'all come on, clap your hands and say amen. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to that, that God's not like you? He's not like you. He is God. Onama. His name includes everything that the name includes. He's Onama. He's God of the universe. That makes him holy. That makes him reverent. The Jewish people, his name was so holy that they wouldn't even pronounce his name because they felt to pronounce the name of God or to come across unholy lips was a sin. So Jewish people wouldn't even pronounce his name. His name was unpronounceable. When a Jew was reading or studying the Hebrew Bible and they came to the name of God, he would bow his, his head and say the name. So he's reading the Bible and all of a sudden he gets to the name of God and he go, the name. Or Adonai. And sometimes they would combine Adonai and Hashem, or the name actually means Hashem. Adonai, Hashem, same thing. And sometimes they would combine Adonai and Hashem, and they would say Adoshem. Adoshem means Lord name. And when they wrote the name of God, they would write G-D. They would never put the O. Are y'all listening? They would never put the O there. Why? Because the O makes the word pronounceable. And you're not to pronounce the name of God. Because you're not holy like God. So they would G dash D. And then if they were copying the scriptures, then they would write G dash D, put the pen down, go take a bath, get cleansed in the mikvah, get cleansed, come back, and continue to write, get back to that point where his name was maybe Y-H-V-H, and they would put the pen down, 
go take a bath, cleanse themselves, come back and write till they got to the name. Go take a bath, come back. Do you know how long it would take them to finish a paragraph? (laughs) Why? Because the name of God was holy. It was separate. He was separate. And they would continue to do that, all of this, because even though they didn't know what the name was, it was still glorious and it was still holy. The Orthodox Jew, listen, would only use consonants. He would never use a vowel. Again, never use a vowel. Y-H-V-H. Here's your word for the day. That's called a tetragrammaton. Say that three times. A tetragrammaton. A tetragrammaton. Y. We have Yah. H. Whole. V-H. Va. Yahovah. Yahovah. Some would say Y-H-W-H and say Yahweh and put vowels in the name. Now, what's in the name? Listen, if you trace your fingers across the pages of the Old Testament, the names of God are connected to the various needs of men. Did you get that? The names of God, this is fascinating. The names of God are connected to the needs of men. For example, Jehovah Jireh means what? The Lord will provide. Given by Abraham when the ram was caught in the thicket. Remember? Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Given by Moses after the defeat of the Amalekites. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord send peace. The angel appeared at the altar with Gideon. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Given by Ezekiel for Jerusalem. Jehovah Tzitkanu. The Lord, our righteousness, given by Jeremiah and a name for the Messiah. In the New Testament, talking about names, Jesus said, I am, I am, El Shaddai. Or some people pronounce it El Shaddai. Y'all need to get with this, El Shaddai, which means I am the mighty God, almighty I am. I am what? Anything you need. Fill in the blank. We serve a God who says, I am whatever you need. El Shaddai, God Almighty. If you want life, Christ says, I am the life. If you want righteousness, he says, he is the Lord of our righteousness. If you want peace, he is our peace. If you want food, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you're thirsty, Jesus said, I'm the living water. If you're seeking, Jesus said, I'm the door. If you're lost and lost your way, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. If you need direction, Jesus said, I am the way. Y'all come on. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you need life after death, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you need connection, Jesus said, I am the true vine. If you need a bright new day, Jesus said, I am the bright and morning star. And let me tell you something. If anything is missing, if I missed anything, Jesus said, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and everything is all in between. He's everything that you need. Look at verse 13. We got to move on. Jesus said, I have manifested your name to the disciples. Jesus didn't simply teach about the name of God. He manifested. Did y'all get that? He manifested or revealed or displayed the character of God to the disciples. Notice in verse 13, they have kept your word. This word kept in the Greek means to guard, to garrison. 
When you think of all the failures and the disappointments of the disciples, Jesus is gracious enough to say they have kept your word. Can I tell you something? No matter what you go through, no matter what happens in your life, no matter how bad things go, no matter how you foobar, what's that? Foul up beyond all recognition. No matter how bad you foul up something beyond all recognition, Jesus will honor you if you keep his word. Are you happy about that? He will honor you if you keep his word. Because see, man looks at the outward. But God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward. Oh, you messed up. You, oh man, you jacked up. Oh man, you messed up. God looks at your heart. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.